Here's the snap back. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin Stars! A 49-yard field goal! And Indiana leads 27 to 24! Austin Indorak wants to throw it. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. But at least we didn't lose at home to Montana. This is the LEO Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can find me on Twitter at Braggley, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. I am here with my very tired very upset co-host brandon you can find him on twitter at brandon dubich that's brandon spelled traditionally dubich d-u-b-i-c-h and eventually we will be joined by the greatest fill-in live tweeter of all time probably dude he put in some effort yes bro producer seth uh you can don't block it i block him that's fine just don't block the leo podcast and actually you know maybe say good job seth yeah and you can find him on Twitter. That's at Seta5, S-E-T-A-H-5. But let's jump into this. Let's get Brando awake. What's up, buddy? What's going on? Ooh. You know, I always have so much fun on this podcast. Um, there, there, there's been a handful of times, like even after the Gator Bowl, I don't think I was dreading uh, the podcast as much as I was dreading this one. And I did it to myself, right? I 100% did it to myself and how I built it up. I mean, those that have listened... Uh, know that I was building up. I literally said this might be the most excited I've ever been for a game one of any sport. And, you know, my teams have won Stanley Cups. My teams have won Super Bowls. Like, I never have been that excited for game one of the year, ever. And I think I was for this game. So, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm pretty down. <laughs> Me too. Me too. But I'm going to try to pick up the pod. I'm going to try to put everybody You're gonna on have shoulders. To. You're going to absolutely have to. Because I've got some good, from being there, I don't know what it was like on TV. I, I refused to even think about rewatching this game. I didn't look at Twitter. I, I, I don't think I can. Anything I, for like I, two I days. Still haven't checked out message boards. Nothing. I won't until maybe like Friday. So, um, all right, let's get into it. Post game pod. Let's break this down for everybody. As far as the format goes, this will be the only time this season that we do this. Um, we'll, we'll do an intro, which would talk about the game real quick on the score what went right what went wrong we'll do stocks stock up one player from offense and defense stock down one player from offense and defense and what i mean by stock up stock down is based on well this is the first week of the season but based on what they did last week even if like next week we blow idaho out like 7200 to nothing everybody's stock's going to be up but maybe somebody didn't do quite as what we thought they were going to do. So maybe their stock could be down. So something like that. Um, and then we'll get into, uh, we'll revisit our predictions, unfortunately. And then we'll get into everybody's favorite part, which is Randos and Seth Sack. And then we'll just give kind of a final statement. So let's hop right in. Everybody by this point already knows the score. Number, I, number 17 IU falls in Kinnick Stadium to number 18 Iowa, 6 to 34. Um, was it even that close? No. So let's get into what went right. Um, I'll start if you don't mind. 
Go this ahead. is a pretty obvious. Well, it's not that obvious. Based on what I'm reading, this is not obvious. Here we go. This is what went right. The defense is really, really good. Like, really good. Because take away one play. That's it. They gave up one big play. That was just a mistake, a mental mistake by Reese Taylor. He cuts inside. Goodson gets outside. Very good running back. Gets outside. Outside of that, I think he had 100 just a smidge over 100, 101, 102. So you take away a 57-yard run. That's it. He's un, he's he's under 50 or 50, 45 the rest of the game. That's it. We, yeah, we he literally he literally has 39 yards. Yeah, 39. On, okay, so on 18 carries. There you go. So totally shut that down. Their quarterback is a. I don't know. I don't know if he's any good, but he That's looked it. awful. They're, they're just like we thought he was. I mean. Before the game, I know you were you were tailgating and probably not watching a lot of the pregame stuff. Yeah, but people were talking up Spencer Petrus, and I was just laughing. Like it, it probably even even raised my expectations even more um, when people were you know thinking Iowa was going to be good because of Spencer Petrus. He's he's terrible. So I mean, you and I were spot freaking on with that. Their defense is really good. That's the only reason that they're really good. I mean, Tyler Goodson's good. I would is say he? Tracy's good, but look at the wide receivers. What they catch five balls? All of no. the wide receivers caught five balls for like 30 yards. I'm not looking at the stats. I refuse to look at anything like that. I'm looking at it now. It's I'm- like five catches for 30 yards. The defense was awesome for what the situation that they were put in. So here's what here's what I kind of put together. Two pick sixes. So you take 14 points off the board there. One freak run. That's fine. You can still give it to him. And then James Evans. Uh, put us in a terrible position. I want to say it was his second punt that didn't even get past the 50-yard line, set him up for points. Uh, again, I mean, nobody wants to hear us say, I told you so, but I think you said it at least three times, maybe more. How can you put in a guy with zero experience in this situation? I mean, yeah. it's just a, like, and that was a shocking thing for me. I don't have Coach Allen on here at all um, as a positive or a negative, um, but you know, that's one thing. He he pride special teams so much, yet he threw him into the water without knowing yeah. how to swim. That was Which just is, such an interesting yeah. decision. And and he was did we expect to have him punt after uh a 60-yard touchdown run, a pick six, and then like two more possessions, then he has to punt? I don't think so. He did to his credit, he did get much better as the game went on. Um, I mean, I'd hope he had eight opportunities. Yeah, he was much, much better. I, after the first two kicks, he was he was fine. So uh, what's one of your things that went right for you? Freifogel's the man. Freifogel was really good. Dude, some of the ways, like some of his routes were impeccable. The way he turned his body to catch one of them was awesome. Mm-hmm. He seems to add a little bit more shake than he had last year. Yeah. He's kind of always had the speed, but he's kind of got this little one cut thing. That's his, that's his thing. I don't know if you heard this, but that's the reason he came back was because he wanted to work on, he was okay. The NFL was okay with his hands. His speed was okay. His route running was okay, but his separation was the big thing. And yeah, he was wide open a lot. Well, what did he have? Five catches, five catches, 84 yards. I think on all four out of the five, he was wide open. Yeah. I mean, he, Man, I, you know, I, I thought it was interesting that he came back. We covered him like, how much better of a season can he have? 
bro. I mean, he can have a great season if the quarterback isn't throwing it to the a other team. Phenomenal season. Yeah. So yeah, that that was my main thing was Fry Fogel's the man. He looked great. Yeah, I've really got one other one. The other one I already covered. Um, the all of the transfers are absolute studs, from what I can tell. DJ Matthews looks really good. When he's got the ball in his hand, he's very shaky, Dude. like very movie. He looks good. Okay. He almost broke I, that I, one. I have something I got to say. Okay. Yeah. I can't wait for that. I think Steven Carr is really good. If he can get some sort of a hole at all, he's really good. He does fall forward quite a bit. Some people were get, said that we're going to miss that from Stevie Scott. He always falls forward. He hits the hole hard. He's got good shake in the hole. He turned a couple of that should have been TFLs into at least some sort of a positive. And then obviously on the defensive side of the of the ball, Handy, Ryder, and um, can never remember his name. Weston Kramer, is that his name? Dude, Weston Kramer. Weston Kramer. He, he got a lot of run and he did a lot with it. Didn't think he would start. I don't think either one of us had him as a starter. Mm-mm. And he was great. So uh, do you have anything else on what went right? There wasn't a lot. Yeah, and I have I have Ryder Anderson. Um, I think probably stood out the most out of all the transfers yeah. to me. Um, I, I think again, he is going to make a huge impact in he's he's going to make a few game defining plays throughout the season. I really like Ryder Anderson me too. I really like uh, I really like Stone Handy. They only brought him in on third downs or at least on obvious passing third downs, and that dude was I mean, that dude is quick and athletic off the edge. And it's something that he got to, he got to Petrus a few times or Petrus. I think they kept saying Petrus in the stadium. So I'm going to say Petrus. They would know, um, right? I mean, the they game would, well, maybe, I don't know the people in Iowa are not the brightest. So, um, and I'll tell you, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Well, actually we'll talk about it right now in the, what went wrong? No, no, I, well, I, I still have, again, another, you still have guy, another guy, another guy. It's only cause it's me. So, and I got to bring this up. Okay. Chucky. Um, you know, again, similar to Fry Fogel, how could Chucky Campbell get better, right? Yet he does. Like that that field goal, that long field goal to make it 14-3, that gave me hope, right? Like, yeah, you know, so Chucky is still a G. Um, and it, he again, he's going to make some monster kicks for yeah, us. Yeah, he's season. good. Very good. Okay. Yeah, what went wrong? We can go into that. A lot. <laughs> that's what that's what i wrote down um o-line d-line Penix. that's it i mean it's pretty obvious yeah so I when have, i say d-line I have... when i say d-line i just mean interior defensive line pressure now when we were i was really touting weston kramer as we just talked about the run defense was impeccable outside of one run they were good yeah they held him to what what did you say 18 carries for 30 something yards outside of one yard. Yeah. Yep. That's a very good running back. They were great outside of one run, which Reese Taylor could have stopped. Had he just maintained his edge, he would have been fine. Um, the O-line, I don't know if that feeds into what Penix had going on. I don't know if it's a mental thing. You might have some more info on kind of Penix and openers and stuff like that. But the O-line is, is really that that's really the biggest issue right now. So what do you think? Yeah. You know, for, for me, the offensive line is somehow worse. Um, now this is a really good defense. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what movement they get against Idaho and Cincinnati, but man, our tackles are horrible. 
I thought Carpenter was going to be better. Like, man, it, it. I had so much hope for, you know, sophomore and junior jumps for guys. Uh, I had so much hope for, for the transfer, Carpenter. And, man, I, you it's going to be, I think, our worst position group this year. Um, there's just no one on that offensive line right now that, that I see that, well, they're not good now. How are they going to get better throughout the season? So here's, here's one of the things we can take into consideration for the offensive line. This is the first game that that line has played together and it's on the road in one. That was a very loud stadium. Very loud. I don't know what it was like on TV. Oh, yeah. I mean, how many offensive line penalties do we have? Man? Yeah, they were very loud. Um, I I would say that this is going to, well, they're not going to listen to this pod, but this that stadium, the way that it's built, makes it, it's way louder than the big house. Been in both. Both sold out. It was, it was super loud. And their, their fans are, are great outside of the idiots that wanted to talk to me outside of the game. So, um. They're, yeah, they're super into it. They're very football knowledgeable. They're very good college football fans. So um, that's it. That's all I'm going to do on what went wrong. Do you have anything else? Uh, I mean, for me, I think Penix looks jittery. Like, I've never so, seen him throw more off balance. I've never seen him pat the ball that much. I've never seen him. I, yikes. I mean, he, need, just he needed a warm up. He needed a warm up game. This wasn't what he needed. He needed next week. He needed Idaho before he got Iowa. So and then and then here here we go. And I, I think this ties in a little bit to Penix, but Cameron Buckley and DJ Matthews both cost us fourteen points, and they both you could clearly tell have no chemistry with Penix, like. You can tell they just haven't practiced much together, whether that's in a live situation or, or, or what that is. So as opposed to the offensive line, I think that chem- that chemistry can be developed over the year. I think you've seen DJ Matthews and Cameron Buckley, like the talent is undoubtedly there. But I mean, again, 14 points were off them. I don't put either one of those interceptions on Michael Penix. Explain to me that. Explain to me. The Cameron Cameron Buckley one, because from my perspective, which would have been behind where he was throwing the football, that was a stupid throw, an awful throw. So and right off of a turnover, too. So you you haven't been on the message boards and I, haven't I, I don't know how much on Twitter time. you have been. He ran there on route. He did. Mm-hmm. It, what was it supposed to be? It would just look like a screen or just like a straight hitch. It was a three step drop and a throw, wasn't it? Yeah, he was supposed to go inside and he went outside. Oh. Um, okay. Well, that makes sense then. And then DJ, he fell down on the route, right? Got up and then it just hit him. In the yeah, shoulder. he slipped out of his. So the timing was just off the whole time. Okay. Um, it, but it still hit him in the left shoulder pad. Now, it's hard to catch a left behind shoulder you. pad when you're going like going left. Going left. Yeah. So it was behind but, him. I'm, I'm not going to blame Penix on that throw i don't think i think that's just a freak play that's just a freak thing the dude falls down the pass is there he gets up immediately boom it's it just happens it just happened to have two people i think from iowa right behind him so if it wasn't 
uh, Moss that makes the pick. It's somebody else makes the pick. The one that's really dumb is the one where you just, I don't know if he's trying to throw the football away. Yeah. He's rolling to his strong side. So he doesn't have to throw across his body. He looks so scared running the ball, just man. Just throw the ball out of bounds. Even yeah, un- little unathletic Petrus threw the ball out of bounds. Terrible. Petrus. Damn it. I don't know. Let's move on. Okay, I said I was going to be positive. That's why I was trying to be like, what are you talking about, Cameron? I think Cameron Buckley, number one, I like him because he looks good in the uniform. He does. He's great. Yeah, he, he, he's, got a, he's got a prototypical body. Seth has got something here in the the chat what what do you mean how is marshall what does that mean miles marshall i don't know i mean it was fine right I, miles marshall i he had the he had a good catch on the really the first real drive after the um pick six but i don't know i didn't notice him. he had one catch did he get yeah. back in the game after getting hurt did he was get there hurt? any update on that yeah i didn't see that i didn't see him get hurt either i don't know i i, I as i said i was there i don't know I don't know all the, the commentary. I did not rewatch the game. I don't was to not listening to it with commentary. So I don't I have any idea if he got hurt. He got hurt. I don't know. And again, I haven't. Only thing I saw today was I saw maybe the last 10 minutes of um, CTA's press conference today. And that dude has no voice. That dude is. I mean, he never has a voice, but that he has nothing. Like he might as well have an interpreter, not an interpreter, but uh, what do you say? A sign language person up there trying to do it for him because he can barely talk. So. Um, all right, let's get into stocks. Let's uh, bring it back a little bit of, you know, let's start. We'll start stock down. We'll continue the negativity. Then we'll go stock up and we'll finish on a positive here. Um, stock down. I'll let you start on offense. Pick one. Who you got? So I don't know if I said, it, I don't know if you said, it, I don't know if we both said it, but we said the offensive line can't be worse, right? Like we're, we're bringing back experienced guys. There's not really any newcomers outside of Carpenter, but Carpenter legitimately was um, le- legitimately was a starter in the Big Ten at Michigan. So, man, I mean, that offensive line, I, I don't know how you can be confident with anyone doing anything. Um, so it's – and it, it it's getting to be a theme now with Tom Allen teams, and I'm just so freaking concerned about it. It's got to be the coach, right? It has to because you're recruiting – pretty decent talent i mean yeah caleb jones not a major recruit he's huge he's a monster monster of a kid athletic for being six eight like 900 pounds but i, I mean i don't know dude it's got to be the admin let's see what they do this it's week. darren hiller there we go darren, darren hiller so let's see what they do this week let's see I, i'm telling you having a whole season with no fans that's got to be a, a major shakeup for most of those people that were playing on the line that hadn't played in front of fans in w- well over a year. So um, I, I'm not saying Idaho is going to be a major test. I We've talked about this. We'll talk about it in the preview pod too. I, I couldn't tell you who any of their key players are. Maybe we have more information now if they played last week. But um, can, I, can, I, can I give my defensive it. one too just because yeah, I kind of want to get a laugh out of Seth? And Go like, ahead. This is this is my slightly only like lighthearted and fun um, one um, in stock down Indiana. Um, oh, if you can't intercept Petrus, I mean, the dude is so bad. Like guy can't hit a broadside of the barn and we can't find a way to somehow create any kind of takeaways or interceptions. Like 
there were a few times where we kept that game within a 14, 17 point game. You get a monster turnover. That's momentum, like especially in college, like those things, those things can change, especially on the road. You can kill a stadium real quickly by that. Mm -hmm. So man, um, stock down for Indiana. Yeah. I, Petrus, I don't know. I agree with you. I do agree with you. I just don't think he was making those throws. He just wasn't making throws because he's literally nobody open outside of whatever his name is, Laporte or whatever, Laporta. That's it. They had they had to force something for Tracy to get the football, which was like some weird jet sweep uh, swing pass thing for him to catch his first ball, maybe his only ball. Um, those wide receivers were shut down. They were done. Those corners shut those wide receivers down all game. Um, and then part of the problem on defense, I'll do my stock down since we're still talking defense. Ah, it hurts. <laughs> it hurts. He was one of my key players to watch. Uh, Marcelino Ball. Um, he looks he looks slow, man. He looks off the pace. I get it. A whole year off. Actually, more than a year off. Um, the... The main reason he's on here, I think it may have been 14 to three at this point. And we had just stopped them on third down and he has a late hit. A late hit roughing the quarterback on Petrus. It was the first time with Petrus. It's the first time we had really, really, really gotten to him uh, early in that game. And of course, he had to lay it down on him. I didn't see the replay. They don't he, show he it. He drove him into the ground. It wasn't leading with a helmet or anything. He he just drove he pile drived him into the ground. You just leave him. Just don't touch him because he's he's so shook and like moving around and everything that there's no way he's completing that pass against his defense. Just don't touch him. And it's just a, a men, another mental error. This the mental errors are what killed us all game. That's it. It's that's what it is. And small margins of of error like that can turn into what this blowout turned into be. So. Um, and then my stock down on offense, another pretty obvious one. We've talked about him enough. We don't have to get into it too bad, but I mean, Mike should have thrown four. It should have been four, maybe six. Uh, what's his name? Kerner, Jack Kerner dropped two. He had one that he went up. If he would have just gone up two hands, he would have called it. He just put one hand up just to try to block, knock it down. And then the other one went right through his hands. And then the, the fourth one I think was brought back by one of the most I hate to say this about my own guy. One of the most weak roughing the quarterback calls I've ever seen. Uh, I'm not even sure he was touched by our guy. I think he tripped over Caleb Jones and they just happened to have a guy right there. So uh, five yards per completion and he was just shook all game. So um, can only go up from here. And uh, I think he will do that next week for sure. Um, Let's get into stock up. Let's bring the, oh no, sorry. Seth does have a stock down. Seth, what do you got? Yeah, you're talking about mental errors. I have a stock down and it's on producer Seth. I was talking about uh, Matthews who got injured, not Marshall. So I just wanted to clean that up. It, that was my also, guess. It's okay. We were singing your praises to start because your live tweeting was. Uh, was his amazing. stock is actually down. His live tweeting was fantastic. But after the game, um, I don't know what he's doing, but he, tra- he tra- he's trying to take credit for um the misspelling on the jersey, the front of the jersey of uh, was it Holloman? Yeah, um, that was so embarrassed. I mean, it just is what it is, whatever. Poor kid, I feel bad for him. Control coordinators that so, you know, they should. I don't know how the hell you do that. I have no idea. There's like 49 
student interns that couldn't <laughs> catch the fucking spelling jesus it's really bad so I, w- I want to know what his reaction was when he saw it when he had to wear that jersey he's like i have to wear this like i can't just be a coach clothes. i don't think i want to dress today i really really don't i don't think i want to dress you know what we're, we're here we're here on this right now what is going on with the walk-ons getting so much run that was weird man like, they know. got a lot more. They played uh, Chris Childress. Is that his name? I didn't even know about him going. Childers, Childers. Childers. I didn't even know he was a guy. He had more run than Tim Baldwin did to start the game. Then Baldwin came in maybe the third or fourth drive. And then uh, the hyphen. Irvin hyphen, Poindexter. Irvin Poindexter had run too. Where the freshman? If he's going to come out in a jacked up jersey, at least let him play. You know what I mean? Like, what is going on? I mean, it's fine. Again, you know me. I love the walk-ons. I always talk about the walk-ons. You're you're super anti-walk-on. But I did think it was weird that Timmy didn't get any run for a minute. And uh, we saw those two in there. It didn't matter. They didn't do anything. They just came in on passing downs. Um, so no big deal there. So let's get into stock up. Uh, I'll let you take the first one. Wherever you want to go, offense or defense. I'll go defense. And because it'll, it'll be short because you already said it. Holy cow, our corner's good. And yeah. wasn't a question mark, but we haven't seen Raheem Lane play in a long oh, time. He was gr- he was really good at safety. Really good. Holy cow, can he, like, because, again, safeties were another position group that we were really concerned about. Yep. So I-, I wanted to make sure to give love for the corners, but Raheem Lane stood out significantly. And, and if we can have a guy like that get a consistent safety play, that's going to be really big. Oh, yeah. Um. So that's I wanted to do kind of a dual secondary. I get it. Um, stock up. Seth, Seth and I were talking um, today, I think, in person, and he was talking about how nobody was talking about Taiwan Mullen. That's good. If your name's not coming up as a corner, that's good. That means nothing's coming near you. Those corners and that secondary were almost perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so I totally agree with you. I had Reese Taylor down, so. I've got two other ones. Um, I'll do I'll do Ryder Anderson. Seven tackles. He led the team uh, with Western Weston Kramer. They were both tied with seven. One sack, two tackles for loss. The guy was a menace. He was good. He was really good. Good at stopping Only the run one that on was the consistently edge. in the backfield. Yeah. And well, and I think Stone Handy was back there almost every time he was in the game, too. That dude was really good. Gotta scheme him to be in the game more. Yeah. You have to, but they I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if they're just trying to filter him in. Now, he does have two more. He has two years to play. He's only a junior. So he's got this year and next year. Um, so maybe they're trying to filter him in, or maybe they're just putting him in on... Because he's 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 much different looking than what Alfred Bryant is when he's out there. When Alfred Bryant's out there, thicker, bigger-bodied guy on the edge. When Stone comes in, he is, he is athletic. Very athletic off the edge. Um... Stock up on offense. I've I'll just I'll go first on this one. Um, I'll take a low hanging fruit here. One a guy that we rip into quite a bit. Actually, I guess a high hanging fruit would be tough to to figure this one out. A guy we we rip into a, a, a lot actually last year. I'm gonna give Peyton Hendershot a little shout. Yeah, he didn't have major stuff. In mean, three catches, 26 yards. He looked pretty good in running his routes. He was open a few times. Uh, Penix missed him on that the wide open touchdown touchdown right up the seam the kind of uh yep. inline post route yeah wide open no drops and he made an incredible catch um 
another one where you were talking about twisting his body. I don't know if it was one-handed or not. Seth's doing the one-handed catch thing. Uh, yeah, he looked really good. He looked sharp. He looked like he was into the game. And he also looked like he was ripping into Caleb Jones every time he got a penalty. So that was pretty cool, too. Um, not, I'm not nothing against Caleb Jones. I'm just like, come on, dude. Our tackles were horrible. Man. Yeah, there's but, there's no way around it. Our tackles were. So, Seth, you tweeted this out real quick while we're on Dodge. the topic. Um, what was going on with the line? I couldn't tell being there, but there was a lot of shifting, a lot of a lot of shuffling of players going on. I think it was late in the third, early in the fourth. They brought in almost a second shift. Um, Did they move Bedford over? Bedford yeah. needs to be at left. Bedford I don't know why Matthew Bedford left. ever moved to right tackle. He needs to be um, at left tackle. They kept the left guard in and the center, I think, but then swapped out the right side as well. Weird. I don't know. I, I honestly think it's a crowd thing. That, that place was rocking. Even when they were up big on third down, they were always rocking. So I don't know. <clears throat> we'll see what's your offensive stock up and then we'll get uh we'll get into revisiting the predictions so i mean first of all this was the hardest thing you had in the entire outline yeah like i could not think of a positive name pickings i couldn't i mean again kevin wilson days offense was fine like even like when we had xander diamant and you know the shake and bake offense like Offense was fine. This was the worst IU offensive performance that I, I can literally remember. Um, so it was really hard. And and you're I don't need to go into it too much, but you kind of like Stephen Carr. Well, I won't say it was a question mark. We just didn't know. We didn't know if there'd be any drop off from Stevie Scott. And I think his ceiling is Stevie Scott. I think he can be better. But what we saw out of him against Iowa is exactly what we saw for Stevie Scott the past two years. So in my mind, like the stock has to be up because we know that the bare minimum he can supply that. Yeah. Um, which is about as complimentary of this freaking offense that I could be this yeah. year. Or the, this the other thing with him, you're down 14, nothing like that. 12 minutes. I remember going, it's 12. I remember tapping my buddy next to me at the game and going, the guy that lives in Iowa. So it's irrelevant. He tapping him and going, Plenty of game left. Plenty of game left. Only down two scores. Get the ball back at half. No big deal. Go down here and score. But it's like he he said he said it at that point. He goes, yeah, but you guys can take your game plan and just crumble it up, throw it out the window because it's done. So there goes the game plan. They tried to run a few more times. Iowa knew, man. They they knew what was going on. They knew Penix was shook and that we would try to run a little bit and then try to use the play action off of that. No good. I think the kid is very good. I think he is. He's an elite running back he just needs freaking give him something that he doesn't have to wiggle his way through to pick up a couple yards give him a hole he did get he did bounce a couple outside that he looked really fast it looked like a, a quick movement outside and he got a few yards out, out of nothing i remember that a couple times where he was basically being chased around in the backfield bounced it outside picked up at least three so yeah i'm with you on that the other one I had I thought was an easy one was Ty Freifogel, but we had already touched on him, so that's Great good. Talk about it. Yep. Okay, well, let's uh, let's try to get towards the end here. Um, we'll get into um, our predictions here in just a second, but first I want to let everybody know that this podcast is brought to you by the Monon Track Club. Uh, check out the show notes for the website and the promo code. The promo code is LEO10. That's LEO10. That'll get you 10% off your purchase. Um, check out some sweet gear. Uh, if you're a big fan of running in Indy, 
Motown Track Club. It's got some some sweet T-shirts, hats, you know, all that stuff, stickers, all that swag, and all that good stuff, pennies, all that stuff. So check them out. Support an IU owned IU alumni owned small business. I said it that way last time, and it sounded real weird. So um, help Garrett out. Let's get him uh, get him a little bit more business, and uh, use that promo code LEO10 get ten percent off. Now let's get into uh, our predictions. We'll just touch on them real quick. Seth, nothing because he wasn't here last pod. Um, I did. I did have them losing when we did the game by game. You did. Yeah, you you did. did. Uh, Brandon and I both had them winning by a margin of three twenty three twenty for Brandon twenty seven twenty four. About the only thing I got right was they scored twenty offensive points. So yeah. yay me. There you go. Does it make you feel better if it? If we eliminate the two pick sixes, we lose 20 to six. Yeah, because you got to think like maybe they get three more points on that. Another one of those two drives or a yeah. touchdown. It could be, you know, a one or one or two score game. I went, that's what I keep telling. Uh, that's what I keep trying to explain to myself. I mean, I that's that's super optimistic. Like yeah. <laughs> that's that's uh, but whatever. it's all good. All right, let's get into it. Brando's Randos. Cool. Got, um, so I'm going to just go ahead and get the elephant out of the room. I can't believe we went however long. Um, why do you go to road games? Um, cause what, can you, can you tell the audience what your road record is? Well, okay. We'll start with it real quick. Um, first road game I went to, let's, we'll just do recent. So it was 2014. You're like eight. one in five or one in six. Something like, like it is, that. It is. Stop yeah. going to freaking road. Like, what do I have to like? <laughs> what do I do? Like, I am not you? the reason. I am not the reason that they lost. You. Are, so the reason I like it is for that. Just I, I'm, I'm a thrill seeker on that part. Like the adrenaline rush of being somewhere where you're not wanted, I guess. Like they did not like it. Well, like me on the way out. And I did nothing. I had it my took child, so... my two-year-old child on my shoulders walking out of that place and they were talking crap to me for no reason um and then one of them said something about the kid i almost had to throw hands like legitimately put him off of my shoulders and was going after this dude and i was worried about you throwing hands with people otherwise i would have sent that question to you after the game i think i had it spelled out in text message like you're not allowed to go to any more freaking road games but but i didn't say that because would have been I should have known time. better. This wasn't the road game to go to. I just should have known. I mean, I'm to probably going to go to Purdue if I can. Western can should have went to Western Kentucky. I mean, here's the difference. In Iowa, it, I've had this planned out for three years. When our friends moved out to Des Moines, it was hey, IU plays at Iowa to start the season. We're going to come out there and watch a game. You guys meet us here, and then we did. I don't know, man. I like traveling. I like going. I like staying in hotels. No, I get it. Stuff. Keep keep going. It's an amazing experience for you and your family, and you have that it as a bucket list. Thing. Really cool. But so I mean, you got you got to call it out, go. dude. You're one in five, it's one in six. Absolutely have to call it. I've out. lost at Bowling Green with Tevin Coleman, Cody Latimer, and Nate Sudfeld. I lost at Bowling Green. I'm not saying it's you, but I, I'm saying it's you. I think Tevin Coleman had three thousand yards in that game alone, and we lost like. 40-something to 40-something on, like, a Hail Mary with 17 seconds left. Like, stupid. Right. Like, Wasn't that, like, right after we beat Missouri or something? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, or right, right before we beat Missouri. I think it was right before we beat them. So keep your heads up, guys. 
keep your heads up. That means we get Idaho and then we beat uh, Cincinnati in two weeks. So Ooh, that's going to be my final statement. Tease. Tease. Just wait. Just wait. All right. Tease. What do you got next? Is Penix leash shorter or do you just throw this game out the window? Because I thought he should have been out at halftime. Right. So the like, guys behind me were calling for Tuttle time at halftime. Yeah, I, I was, too. I was absolutely calling for Tuttle at halftime. Um, but I didn't hate putting him back in. Like, you, you got to somehow give your quarterback confidence. But saying he has another horrific half, I can't I can't see it in Idaho. But, like, say he throws a pick six in, in the first quarter of the Cincinnati game. Like, that's producer Seth said you can't go 0-2 in that game because of how yeah. hard your schedule is to start. So, like. Idaho throw it out, but I'm so I'm talking Cincinnati. Cincinnati's a must win at this point. Now it's a must win. So is Penix's least shorter? I think I think having this next game, Idaho in between, is going to lengthen his leash quite a bit. I mean, granted, if he goes out and throws, you know, 17 of 35 for 202 yards and two picks and two touchdowns against Idaho. It's going to be just as short as it is now, but I, dude, I'd be surprised if he throws the ball 10 times before halftime on Saturday. So can I answer my own question? Yeah, go ahead. I definitely asked this question with my own answer in mind. Yeah, go ahead. I sent you a stat that I don't know if we, you know, could maybe put up on our Twitter page or something, but Michael Penix and his three season openers is, you want to try that again? (laughs) Michael Penix in his, three season openers is horrible. Like absolutely horrible. He has a 55% completion percentage, three touchdowns, six interceptions. Um, He's only throwing the ball six yards down the field for 11 yards per catch. Like he is just horrible in opening games. What is he in non openers? 20 touchdowns, five interceptions. He throws for, um, almost 250 yards a game, and he only has taken five sacks in the rest of those games. Like, he, if you, again, we just kind of said it with Goodson, like, throw out the good stuff, and it's not that great. But if you eliminate the opener, Penix is borderline, like, a near-perfect quarterback. Yeah. So, um, that's, that's why I think his this game didn't affect his leash at all. I think he is absolutely going to get as much run as possible. Yeah. Um, Tuttle isn't any closer to being relevant. Yeah, I agree. Um, I read a stat, and I don't know for sure what it is, and I can't reference it. Um, we had more yards Saturday than we did against Penn State last year. Yeah. We scored I mean, how points. often in, in the offseason did I talk about Penix's slow start? Yeah. Our bad first couple drives. I, that may have been a key. I don't want to go back and look at episode 31, but um, – that may have been a key for me. It's like, don't start slow on the road. <laughs> you just can't. Which and gets to my next point, rando. We talked about it. I think it was the second down. It was before, I want to say before good. No, because they didn't punt first. I don't know what it was. But either way, he, I don't know what the play was, but he fumbles the ball and he like scoops it. And in the stadium, they don't show, they showed one replay, I think. And thank God the ball, the call got overturned, but all that did was set up for, you know, us to shut them down. And then the pick six happens after that. So, or the pick six on the very next play. So that was the second down. He shovels the ball 
forward towards. I've legitimately never seen a quarterback do that. Like I may have saw that in like peewee football. That's believe it or not. That's kind of a heads up play. Cause he's not going to, he can't pick up the ball. He's if, if he can't grab it, at least he grabs it enough and kind of shoves it forward towards Bjornson. Maybe, uh, is standing there. At least there's that no, no grounding. Incomplete pass. I absolutely didn't think he did that intentional. I think that was lucky as hell. Uh, he got he got uh, pretty heated with the ref after they called intentional grounding, and then they picked it back up and, and took it away. He was pretty mad. He was like, dude, he was standing right there. Like, what are you guys talking about? So he was pretty heated. I've never seen him get, like, that emotional, like, in the game at a referee before. He was pretty mad. So, all right, what else? Last one, um, and I can't believe I waited to almost uh, the one-hour mark to bring this up. Uh, but do you have any faith in Sheridan? Um, because, oh, my God, was his game. Like, again, game script throughout the window, Done. but he stuck to it. Like, I just didn't understand, man. And then the weird thing was, like, put, like Mike isn't completing anything, but yet he continued to go on, like, low percentage plays. Like, he didn't set him up on quick hitters. And, and things that are going to allow you to build up confidence in your game, build momentum. He just kept putting him in the similar situations, continuing to let him fail. Um, I mean, that uh, I know the I'm whole thing like shooter shoot. You need to let yeah. quarterbacks throw, but you also need to put them in situations. And I'm I'm I, it's game one. I'm trying not to overreact, but every single game last year. I was ripping Nick Sheridan. So I get I, it. I'm, I'm about done with this dude. I'm telling no, you, I'm telling tell- you right now I'm about done with this dude. Here's what I'm telling you. Give him an offensive line and he'll be fine. And the other thing is you're down 14, nothing on the road. He drove, he, he called the plays that got him down there. 14, three. Then what else is he supposed to do? And then he comes back again. And then if you're not, if you have a quarterback, that is not making mentally smart decisions with the football. That's not your problem. If you're yeah, calling but- the plays, those wide receivers were open. Hendershot was open. Freifogel was open. Those dudes were open. So the plays worked. They just the slow actually- starts, the opening scripts, they're all horrible. I mean, I, again, I get that, but what are you supposed to do? That second, who knows what that second play was going to be? That second play may have been a touchdown. Had Penix or whoever. Well, I don't even know what happened. I didn't see a replay. Who knows what that play? I need a been. punching bag, and I'm telling you right now. That's fine. I'm sure. telling you, it's not your punching bag. Needs to be the offensive, the offensive line coach, Darren Heller. Yeah, because that's and that's a, a short little dude. Take some punches, but that dude, that's your punching bag. So I would give shared. It's only his second year ever calling plays. Sucks. It's with us, but. Give him, a, give him a little bit of a break. Let's see what he does this weekend. Let's see what he does against Cincinnati. Then if it's the same stuff, then we start calling for heads. So we'll see how it goes. All right. That's it? That's it for me. All right, Seth. Let's reach into your sack. What do you got, bud? Producer Seth's podcast sack. I had four things written down. Uh, you've already hit on three of them. State of the QB position. Is Cincinnati must win? Nick Sheridan question mark. Uh, my fourth one here that we can get into. Um, so if you weren't sick of strong I- situation, if you weren't sick of Iowa already, guess where uh, game day is next week. It's at Iowa. 
It, no, it's Iowa at, it's at, at Iowa State yeah. uh, for the Cyhawk game. Oh, gosh. So we're going to have to watch so many highlights from last week. I'm not week. watching so any of it. Why do you guys many. watch any of it? Don't watch any of it. None I'm not it. now. I didn't know that. But now I'm now my Saturday morning just really no, freed up. Just watch stupid BTN. It'll be fine. Or Fox. They won't even talk about it. They'll talk about Thank it. Thank you, producer bit. Seth. Now I've got another hour, hour and a half free Saturday the morning. The weird thing is it's a 4.30, 4.30 kick or something. Or it's a weird kick time for that game. Um, that was one of my things that I came back at the, one of the guys talking a bunch of crap on the way out. So he was like, I don't know what he said. And I was like, all right, well, good luck being the second best team in the state. So, and then they were like, Oh, they Northern was beating them. And I was like, I don't know what the score is, dude, but you guys are not as good as Iowa state. So maybe they're better. Iowa state sucks too. So I'm good. I'm fine with Iowa. I'm fine. I did think it was incredibly creepy and a little bit weird maybe incredibly weird and a little bit creepy that I would go to a, a effing grocery store and there's, there's Hawkeye stuff everywhere. I'm talking outside the store, the little, you know, the little things that are like up against the curb of the store, like the little posts that keep you from like hitting the store, or like parking up on the sidewalks. All those are covered in like little Iowa cardboard things. See that that doesn't that doesn't surprise me because they're a sports crazy state, believe it or not, and and they don't have a pro team. Because like if you go to Pittsburgh, like Pittsburgh is so Steeler obsessed. Like what you just explained, they have for the Steelers. So like, I that's that's this is a college. It's like how you go to IU, go to IU, the old Marsh. That Marsh didn't have that IU stuff all over the place. The place right down the street from the stadium. You go anywhere. You didn't have any of that stuff. Bloomington is all IU. That's all they got. Near an hour and a half away from a major sports city. Two major sports cities, I guess, if you consider Cincinnati a major sports city. But the major sports city in Indy is an hour and a half away. Hour away. And you don't have no, I don't know, whatever. I'll get over it. It's fine. I couldn't name four cities in Iowa. So that shows me how much I literally, the state is irrelevant to me. <laughs> Ames. I don't know how, why we didn't think of Ames, Iowa. Should have thought of that. Didn't even think of that. I can name five now. Davenport. Is that Illinois or is that Iowa? I Iowa. don't care. You need to get yourself a new map. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, the sack is emptied. Um, here's my final statement, and then I'll let Brandon get his in. Don't let this bring you down, dude. It's 0-1. Seth thought we'd lose the game. As you've said 100 times, Vegas thought we'd lose the game. ESPN thought we'd lose the game. Whether we lost it by three or we lost it by 28 or we lost it by 58, it's an L, bro. We're probably not going to be ranked next week now. But who cares? You beat Idaho, should, like 97.3% chance or something like that if you take that for whatever you want. DraftKings doesn't even have the game up. And then if you beat, you're at home. Get that stadium is sold out. That game is sold out against Cincinnati. That place is going to be rocking. You're one and one. You've got a top 10 team at home. You win that game. Your season is right back on track. So pull your head out of your ass. IU fans. <laughs> I'm not going to say that to the, about the team. Pull your head out of your ass. IU fans. The season is not over. It's fine. Just support the team, man. Support the team. We'll be fine. I'll be there Saturday. Let's go. Here's my thing. With the worst coach, with the worst culture, with maybe a younger team, 
you panic. I'm not panicking with Tom Allen, the culture he's built, grad transfer quarterback or grad transfer running back, loaded leadership at the wide receiver position, loaded leadership in the tight end room, and an all Big Ten quarterback with that defense that, again, was very impressive. Like, they're still, if you look at it from a 30,000-foot view and not at it, not 34-6 under a microscope, all the ingredients of a good season are still there. And I wouldn't want anyone to coach me more with a chip on their shoulder than Tom Allen. Yeah, Saturday's going to be bad if you're a Vandal. It's going to be real bad. I mean, your nights are probably bad if you're a Vandal. <laughs> but. It's going to be real bad. So we'll preview that game. Uh, that pod will be out. I'm sorry, by the way, travel got in the way yesterday. Brandon got in at like, you know, the A crack of dawn today. So um, we will be more consistent on this. Um, so we will get the podcast preview podcast out Thursday. This podcast will be out for everybody. We're recording on Monday night. It'll be out tomorrow morning, Tuesday. Kind of like you're not consuming content. Like we're going to continue to be consistent. We're going to keep pumping out content but i know if like listening to a podcast about this is going to be freaking hard so i'm not going to blame you guys if you don't check out this podcast it'll be fine i'm an arsenal Um, fan we lose all the time and i listen to arsenal podcast every week i'm listening to one not right now but before this i was listening to one so you guys um, yeah (laughs) and that's the one thing i kept saying i kept saying in the stadium i was like god i don't have the colts until next week I've got an international break in English soccer. I have nothing to look forward to the rest of this weekend. This is going to be awful. Bro, so, my last two football games were what just happened Saturday and the Browns destroying the Steelers. <laughs> like, I couldn't be less interested in football right now. Like, my yeah. football desirability as might be at an all time and the and the Steelers start with the Bills. I was going to say, just wait, just like, wait till we have to record Sunday night after Josh geez. Allen throws for like, 300 yards and runs for oh my god is it in buffalo too like normally like i'm sure that's an l those that are listening like i normally bring it with energy i'm just i'm finding a hard i'm gonna go throw some money on that one that's a big l dude gonna get fucking and tj watt might hold out for the whole season it's just no one wants to cares about the Steelers. subway subway must have paid him a lot of money oh my god all right all right guys till wednesday night michael said thank you for everything Yep. Seth, thank you for everything, the live tweeting. Um, Michael, way to bring the positivity. You definitely right. kept it up as, as much as you could. Trying, because so. you're super depressing. Well, be sure to check out the pod <laughs> on Facebook and Twitter, facebook.com backslash podcast LEO, and on Twitter at podcast LEO. Also, follow, follow, download, rate, and review, please. We love you guys, and we will see you next week. Leo. Actually, we'll see you in a couple of days. LEO. LEO. Elio. Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day. Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And Elio. Oh, thank you so much. Elio. Well, thanks so much. Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that. Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day. Elio. Awesome. Elio. Elio. Elio.